Hey everyone, Nick Yurisiva here. As you can probably tell, there's no new Void Fair today. We had some sudden things pop up and threw a wrench into things. Everyone's fine, I promise. It just meant we were unable to record this most recent episode. Instead, we are going to feed drop a brand new addition to the Project Derailed podcast family. Taverns, Travel, and Tests, a D&D 5e actual play with a dash of meme culture by our good friend Cliff B. Cliff plays Strum, Brutus, and Claudio in Fables Around the Table Firelight, and he is the other half of the nerdcore rap duo 2D6 with Saker, our very own Luckbeak Humboldt. This episode is the beginning of the Triple T story, but is technically episode two. Episode one covers their session zero and introduces players Ben, Chris, and Dave in their characters. That episode is available over on the Taverns, Travel, and Tests feed if you prefer to check it out first. You can subscribe while you're there. You could follow Taverns, Travel, and Tests on Twitter at Triple T D&D and look for more information coming soon on ProjectDerail.com. We'll be back with the next episode of Tales of the Voidfarer on Tuesday, November 17th. But in the meantime, enjoy Taverns, Travel, and Tests. I'm your Dungeon Master, Cliff B, and we're rolling dice and heading out into the wide world of Castia. I'm joined by Ben, Hajir Mendra, Chris, Magus Magran, and Dave, Sayreal, as we explore the taverns, travel, and tests that their characters encounter. This episode, we meet the PCs for the first time, take our first steps into the world of Castia, and learn that not everything is quite coming together for the town of Brisket's Meat Festival. Let's check it out. Welcome to the world of Castia. Castia is a continent of numerous small kingdoms and factions, and it has been nearly 530 years since the last continent-spanning kingdom crumbled under civil war. The current year is 527 post-Eutherian, the longest Castia has gone without a dominant kingdom. The peace between the kingdoms has lasted so long primarily due to the agreements made in the Treaty of Dissolution, but that's Castia on a larger scale. To begin our adventure, we must look smaller in scope, to a town on the cusp of an economic boom, the town of Brisket in the kingdom of Dunkey, which has been <laughs> advertising a festival to the surrounding regions. Mag, it's late in the evening, and you and your guardsman Roland, a large half-orc, and Cathew, a calico tabaxi, arrive in Brisket, and you find yourselves, after dropping your carriage off at the stables, in the chopping block inn and tavern. You're about four days from the Brisket Festival start, and for a town preparing for a festival, and your experience is, you know, being somebody in the higher up ranks, normally the town should be mid-decoration and in high spirits. But what you experience entering Brisket, however, is one of dash spirits and little preparation. Your guards check you into your room, and they escort you up. Uh, so, Meg, go ahead and introduce uh, your character give a little des a little description of what mag looks like so uh magus magron is a uh, 50 year old just recently turned 50 year old uh mountain dwarf uh from the high noble town of uh, high hoganya um his uh his features are are very very boyish uh dwarvish is a 50 years old and dwarvish is roughly 15 like human time um, so he's about uh, as awkward as you would expect a typical 15-year-old uh, to be. Um, long blonde hair. He has a few stray whiskers popping out. He hasn't grown into his full uh, heavy dwarven beard like his father had. Uh, but long stringy blonde hair with a uh, very kind of 
um, not well put together braid coming down the right side. Um, he's dressed in uh, very, very high motley uh, noble uh, uh, robes, uh, golden with a uh, blue vest on the inside and uh, fine leather pants beneath that. Um, long angular nose, um, handsome, but a little awkward, you know, uh, typical kind of teenager. Um, but where he's not typical is that he is, uh, particularly well built. He's, he's, um, you can tell that he's done some, some very serious, uh, athletic training. A lot um, <laughs> So as he's, uh, walking in, I'm picturing him sort of, uh, picking his nose to himself. <laughs> <laughs> as, as he's sort of picking your nose at other people around you right he's trying he's kind of like trying to hide himself yeah. you know he knows he knows he looks good but he's you know still awkward kid kind of <laughs> he's picking his nose and going hey look at this one <laughs> wow well mag after uh roland and kathy get you uh checked into your room uh, they bring you up a hot meal, you know, mutton, potatoes, what the uh, the inn was having that day. Mm -hmm. And uh, Roland says to you, uh, enjoy your second dinner, kid. Yeah, I'm trying. It's it's not really what I'm used to. Well, you can't expect a whole lot out of these uh, these towns, especially yeah, especially since there's especially since they're trying to get their. Uh, you know, their festival going and all that. They're try probably saving the good stuff for then. There's a there's a festival? It, it kind of doesn't look like anything is happening here. Well, that's what they said. We'll find out more for you in the morning, kid. Uh, ah. All right. Thank you. Yep. And uh, as they leave, they kind of, you know, shut the door. They told they tell you, like, they're going to be in one of the rooms downstairs. And okay. so pretty much you go to sleep that evening and you're expecting to stay in brisket for the next few days for the festival. Uh, when the morning comes, though, uh, you head to the room that Roland and Kathy said that they would be in. But when you knock, there's not any kind of answer. Um, OK. And uh, you, know, you kind of get that inclination from them that maybe just maybe, you know, they're kind of being lazy again. They usually don't get starts until later. You from what you have listened to when you've stopped in towns before, they usually spend the the night drinking, so this isn't an uncommon thing for you. Understood. Um, I'm going to uh, try the doorknob to see if I can, see if they left it unlocked. Uh, yeah, the door opens up, and as you open it, uh, you look in, and you see pretty much just a empty room, like not even really any of their too much of their stuff is there like it looks like they've maybe dropped off their clothing bags but you see most of their gear is gone like okay so like that but yeah the room is otherwise empty ah oh, not again all right uh i'm going to about face and uh i'm assuming that there's a front desk at this inn tavern that i'm at yeah the 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 front desk is more more or less the actual like bar itself bar. yeah yeah so uh, I'm going to make my way to the bar and uh, pop down for a spot of breakfast, I think. Okay. Well, uh, looking around the tavern, you see that there are a number of guests there uh, having breakfast like that. The idea that you had, it's mostly humans. There is a small mix of other races as well. There's a couple elves, maybe like three halflings, a tiefling who's uh, having some coffee. And you see over in the over in a corner, 
there are four orcs uh, sitting down and uh, kind of being loud and raucous, but uh, otherwise they're just they're eating their breakfast. Uh, aside from you and the barkeep behind the bar, it's a younger-looking human. Um, and there are about uh, 20 people total in the room right now. You do not see Roland and Kathy. Okay. Well, uh, Mag's going to take a big, deep sigh and then um, see if he can order some breakfast up at the bar, I think. Yeah, a uh, bartender comes over. He's like, hey, uh, whoa, what do you have, little uh, my, my little uh, friend? Um, well, I don't suppose you have any lamb sausage. Uh, not today. We're, uh, well, we'll probably have some if the festival happens this, uh, later this week. Uh, but, uh, right now we can do some, we can do some eggs and some, uh, fried pigskins. Yeah, I suppose that'll work. Um, do you have, uh, coffee? Uh, yeah, uh. A little young for coffee, wouldn't you say? But uh, he starts pouring you a mug. Well, that, that'll that'll work. Um, do you have any uh, fresh chicory that I could uh, grate on top of that? Um, he's looking around. Uh, you can tell normally it's just like people would just come in and like give me breakfast, and they just slop whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but... uh, you know what? Never mind. This is this is fine. Just the way it is. Thank you. All right. The um... house of Sir Denny. You said uh, <laughs> you said the the festival might not happen. Is there a reason? Uh, so there's been some back and forth on what's been going on, but all I know right now is that the big metal pits that they used to cook the cook the uh, meats in, they've been going missing. Some people say that there's these small creatures that have been raiding the town at night from the woods nearby, um, and you came. You came in with that, uh, that half orc and the uh, tabaxi, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, you didn't happen to see them, by the way, did you? So the uh, they were asking about it because you know, when they came after uh, taking you up to your room, they started having some drinks, and you know they were, Surprise. and they asked about it, and so they decided that you know. Uh, right now, there's there's a reward out for the return of those uh, of those cooking pits. Uh, they decided they want to try and get the reward. They figured maybe it'll be easy get them by the cover of darkness. I haven't seen them come back in. Huh. Okay. Well, I I hope your festival goes forward. Yeah. Uh, hope you're able to uh, you know get get a hold of those guys too. Hopefully they just may, they just passed out in the woods. Yeah, that's honestly that wouldn't be uh, too far from what I'm used to. Thank you for the breakfast. All right, uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump over to Serial. Uh, Serial, you're getting into town about three days before the brisket festival is scheduled to occur. Uh, you're riding inside an independent carriage company carriage uh, coming from the town of Come Again. <laughs> the checkpoint yesterday in Dunkey from Wazat was little issue for you. Uh, you know, just where they have the uh, borders and everything. Uh, though getting out of Kologia to Wazat was much more of an ideal given the uh, tensions in the regions, as well as uh, the recent issues uh, in leaving Crispus quickly and not really getting to take a lot of your uh, possessions with you. And, you know, your old, your old identification kind of uh, got lost in the move. 
but from uh, friends you had in Come Again, you were able to get some new identification, uh, so you're still pretty good. You're good for traveling other places. Uh, go ahead and introduce and describe Serial for me. All right. So, Serial is a 45-year-old human woman uh, rogue. Uh, so, she, uh, her appearance would be somewhat uh, angular, facial features, dark hair, blue eyes, uh, sort of like a sun-bronzed skin. Uh, she's traveling relatively plainly, so she's just sort of uh, wearing like a, a the kind of cloak that might you know help you blend in in a crowd nothing particularly noteworthy um do you want me to talk about the the character itself or mostly just appearance stuff for now uh, you know mostly appearance stuff like if you yeah. want to give the, our listeners a little bit of uh flavor into who Sarayal is uh you can yeah. but like okay. definitely mainly going for like you know description sure okay yeah so that's i guess i'll, I'll probably leave it there for now just uh Serial is obviously sort of uh, um, leaving under, you know, some strange circumstances, not traveling with very much, uh, and has come to uh, Brisket to try and essentially scout out what kind of people might show up at this festival. Cool, cool. Oh, uh, your carriage pulls up in front of one of the taverns, the chopping block in and tavern. Uh, the driver hops down from the driver's seat and helps uh, unload the little bit that you have with you. Uh, you toss him some money for the trip that was negotiated, as well as a uh, nice little tip for discretion. Mm-hmm. And as you're walking into the tavern, you see about 20 different patrons at tables, as well as at the bar. There's a uh, rather, would you say more uh, annoyed or... Uh, frustrated-looking uh, young dwarf, as well as uh, a... Uh... I would say uh, tired at this point. Uh, more tired than anything. He's kind of used to this, so he's not really frustrated or annoyed. He's just sort of waiting for them to both turn up. All right. Cool. So you see a uh, tired-looking uh, young dwarf at the bar, as well as the uh, you know a younger-looking uh, human behind the bar. And as you're coming in, uh, you hear the barkeep telling the young dwarf about the uh, the fact that the brisket festival may not happen. Oh goodness! Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so I want to sit down. Um, okay, I, I want to sort of like size up uh, Magus a, a bit, and like, like what what inferences can I make? I mean, did he say he's wearing like fancy clothing? Is he like portraying yeah. himself? He's he's definitely wearing pretty noble garb. Um, it's like a um, like an, a yellowish gold filigreed uh, overcoat with a with like a, a grayish blue sort of under under vest, um, jet black leather leggings. Um, you could tell it's woven with a lot of care. He's tall for a dwarf, okay. um, roughly like four foot four ish somewhere in that ballpark. Um, almost human-like with with his features he's got kind of a long angular face but you know definitely uh definitely a young and you, you can kind of tell that okay uh so i want to sit down uh at the bar uh next to magus and i want to ask the bar to, i i, I uh, want to order a wine and i want to say what's that about the festival might not be happening exactly 
Uh, yeah, I can get you some wine. And as he's pouring it, uh, he turns around and says, yeah. So we've, we have these uh, metal cooking pits that we, that the, uh, that our uh, cooks use. And they, uh, apparently they've been getting stolen at night. Uh, the last one just got stolen about two nights ago. And from somebody off, some, something off in the woods is taking them. We're not sure exactly what it is. It's, it's weird. The, uh, the druid over at the, uh, stables, um, he said that it looked like some kind of, some kind of animal that was walking on two legs, but I'm not quite sure. Also, he likes to, uh, he, he likes to partake in some, uh, herbal remedies so we're not not quite sure about exactly you know what he actually saw or what may have been uh he he thought he saw i see uh wow well maybe uh maybe i'll have to talk to him later and then i gesture over at magus and i say who who left their kid alone at the bar uh magus kind of uh (laughs) With a mouthful of eggs, kind of glances up with like a, a who me kind of look, <laughs> and I say, uh, "Yeah, you." <laughs> oh, uh, uh, my uh, traveling companions aren't here this morning. Traveling companions? You mean like your parents or? N- n- no, not my parents. My my uh, guards who are uh, escorts who are uh, they're just um, they're not here right now it's, it's all right so you have some sort of escort service and they're not around yeah but it's fine i can i can look after myself okay um and then i man kind of, shakes his head and sort of like goes back to his breakfast i uh i'm kind of looking him up and down and i i mean maybe just enough so that he notices i'm doing it because i'm kind of looking at all of his finery and uh kind of just uh trying to trying to figure him out and maybe i even say so um nobility? I'm, so- I'm sorry can i help you yeah just i don't know uh so uh, just uh in town to meet people and uh make some friends and uh mm-hmm. enjoy a festival and uh just trying to figure out uh, who i just sat down next to is it, uh, is it uh, prince is it lord is it king what is it it's just uh, magus is is fine magus yeah. And you are? Uh I'm Cereal. Oh. Now uh, where are you from, Cereal? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a long story, and I'd rather not get into that right now. All that mm. matters is that I'm here for the festival. That's a funny way of making friends you have. Yeah. I got a funny way of making friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm uh it just so happens that I'm on my way, uh I'm on my way across the continent. I have uh, somewhere I need to be and uh I, uh, my grandmother wanted me to, uh, have, uh, help. Uh, help? Like, getting across the country? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that seems very considerate of your grandmother, and, uh, by the looks of you, I'm guessing it, uh, there's no shortage of coin in the family, so you've probably got access to the best, don't you, Sprout? Yeah. Please don't call me Sprout. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I, I gesture with my glass of wine and I say, I apologize. 
Tiger. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I forget myself. <laughs> no, no problem. I kind of raise my coffee up and gesture to her and take a big sip. Uh, Magus sort of winces a bit because it's not prepared the way that he's used to. Oh, yeah. Uh, this he... coffee is fucking bitter and burnt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Magus is used to a little bit uh, finer brew on high Hogania. The altitude helps it a lot, a lot for that cooking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're going to hop over. Hazir, uh, you wake up at your little campsite that you've made for yourself about an hour from uh, from town. Uh, you have from uh, Brisket. You'd been performing in Hamhawk about a week ago, first at a public square, uh, then got hired from a, for a private event. One of the elders was having their 300th birthday party, and they enjoyed what you were doing, so you got brought in for that. So you made a fair amount of coin from that job, enough for a nice couple bottles of Elv Alvin wine. And as you've been uh, traveling up to uh, Brisket, uh, you've been drinking them over the last couple of nights, and I think last night you may have hit it a little bit too hard. You're starting to have, you wake up having a bit of a hangover. Uh, you know that you need to get into brisket today, though. Most festivals like to have their performers registered a few, uh, in a, a few days in advance. So you're traveling up the road, uh, coming from the southwest. And as you're entering into brisket, uh, you pass the stables over to your right. And uh, kicking up dust as, uh, as it drives away, uh, you can see one of the independent carriage company carriages driving off. And you think... It would have been nice if you'd have, if they'd have had an office over in Hamhawk. It would have made your travel time you know, at least, you know, cut into half, and maybe you'd still have some of your wine left. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the wine, though, you see the chopping block in in tavern across the street from the tab from the stables, and decide uh, maybe some hair of the dog will help with this hangover. Uh, ben, go ahead and introduce uh, introduce Hazir for the audience. Hazir is a half elf uh i forget what we what we decided the exact number was but he's he's about the human equivalent of of 25 26 hmm. um uh uh not not as angular a face as you might expect from someone with with uh elven uh roots uh but but just a very uh you know, an experienced face, a scar here or there, but but uh, otherwise a, a clean-shaven, uh, handsome-looking man, bronze. Uh, uh, get out of here, cat! <laughs> um, just trying to get under my desk. Um, yeah, just a uh, uh, darker skin uh, from from his his uh, desert roots. Uh, uh, jet black hair, uh, and uh, emerald green eyes uh, that he 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 knows are are very uh, enticing. He uses that to his advantage pretty constantly. <laughs> uh, eyes that know how to look at someone, basically. <laughs> These eyes are made for looking, <laughs> and that's just what they'll do. <laughs> um, uh other than that uh uh a pretty lean build uh athletic and uh not as tall as one might imagine for an elf uh, so, uh 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say maybe five ten is what his ear uh, stands at. Uh, and the flashiest of clothes you can imagine, uh, befitting an entertainer, uh, colorful, flamboyant, something to attract attention. Why, you know, wide collar, uh, 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 a belt with a couple nice jewels in it. Well, you definitely attract attention as you're uh, walking into the bar. Uh, like I said before, you see a mixture of different uh, patrons having their breakfast. Uh, the human barkeep, who's uh, you know wiping down some glasses right now, and and an older human woman, uh, kind of you can you can tell just from you know seeing people out and about in the world, kind of sizing up a uh, very tired and at this point possibly somewhat looking uh, uh, mistrustful looking uh, dwarf having a uh, conversation at the bar. I'm going to assume that she is a cougar and that this is her <laughs> soon-to-be conquest. No, uh... Dude, dude that, that might happen. <laughs> We're going to bang in this campaign. Oh, yeah. I am going to... I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to head up to the bar and... Uh, Fuck it, I'm going to be completely straightforward. <laughs> uh, so been, I, been, I I see this, right? Obviously. Yeah, you guys uh, here and you see this very flashing, flashy looking uh, half-elf uh, coming into the bar and walking up. What a wonderful place this is. Oh, it's been a long, long 18 hours. <laughs> I'm going to slap my hand at the bar and say, uh, you there, lad. How about a, how about a little wine? Take a, take a little bit of the, uh, take a little bit of the ache away. It's, oh, I can uh, get that for you, sir. It's a little early for wine. You, you guys know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am no longer even listening to you. My jaws dropped and I am just staring. Oh, young master dwarf. <laughs> Didn't stop me four hours ago. It shouldn't stop me now. <laughs> uh, fair enough. And um, and uh, who might uh, who who might you be? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you uh, who I am. <laughs> why? Why I am the regionally famous Hazir Mendra, conjurer of tricks and illusions and song uh for boys and girls of all ages i don't know how to end that codger <laughs> 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 uh, of of illusion and and spinner of tales and weaver of song uh surely you've heard of me madam um i my my jaw is just open and i go I never heard about anybody like you. <laughs> oh well, stick around for this uh, this festival. I hear tell is going to take place. Uh, Barkeep, when does it start? Uh, well, it would be starting in three days, but as I have told your uh, two friends here, we've kind of run into a uh, hiccup. It seems some uh, manner of creatures have decided they wanted to steal the cooking pits and. Uh, right now, there is a 
a 30 gold reward for anyone who can retrieve them. But, and, uh, yeah, we've had some, some people from the town go in, some, uh, recent guests, uh, as recently as last night try and go in, but, uh, we haven't heard back from any of them. 30 gold, you say? Yeah. And, uh, I like gold. And are there any suspects? Uh, from what I know right now, the uh, druid over at the stables has said uh, things about some sort of beasts that walk like men uh, coming in and taking them. But uh, well, that's I, curious. I, I've, I've, I've only just arrived in this town today. <laughs> that is that is a that is very good humor, uh, Mr. Performer. Uh, but ah. his his reports are mainly falling on uh, unbelieving ears, as he tends to spend a little bit of time uh, herbally entertaining himself. Ah, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> You know, I, uh, I'm i sure there's lots of things to do in this town to occupy my time until the festival. But 30 gold sounds all right. They can, And if they can't have the festival without their cooking irons, well... Oh, yeah, that too. Should be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty important to me that this festival goes down. I can't speak for you guys, but... I've wow. heard, I've heard such wonderful things about this new cooking technique, this, this soft, moist preparation of pork for which there is no name yet. <laughs> Wait, is there a specific cooking technique that goes with this festival? So I've been told. Uh, this is what has attracted us here, is it not? Uh, yeah. The, the bartender turns to you, like, uh, yes, they have a. A method of uh, cooking the meat. I'm not. They're very, they're very jealously guarding how they do it. There's uh, two main uh, meatsmiths in town: uh, Micah of Micah's Meats and Sarek of Sarek's Smokehouse. Uh, they have, they have very interesting ways that they do it, but those techniques are jealously guarded. Hmm. <laughs> I see. <laughs> But those, te but both of those techniques require the use of these these cooking pits. Yes. Uh, yes, they both have their own uh, style that they've requested that our blacksmith make, and our blacksmith Dothel, he's trying very hard to try and replicate each uh, person's pit. But those pits took at least a week on their own to make, so it's very doubtful that he would be able to. You know, fix, fix up new ones in time. I want to, I want to, I want to ask this guy what he really knows about how they do it, how they make the meat. I'm, I'm a little bit serious about it now. I want to like it. <laughs> I want to like. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to like try to intimidate or anything. I kind of want to try to charm him, like persuade him to tell me everything he knows about it. Uh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead and give me a. Uh... Go ahead and give me an insight check to see if you think he does know more than he's letting on about it first. Okay. That <laughs> that's a that's a five. Woo! <laughs> All right. 
from what you can tell, it doesn't seem like he really knows a whole lot more about the uh, cooking techniques. Right. Yeah, he just, yeah, it seems, it seems like he's being as uh, forthright with knowledge that he has, but he yeah. just doesn't know a lot. Uh, he probably knows a bit more about, you know, wines and stuff to pair with them once they've been cooked, but... You know, as far as the actual cooking methods themselves, he doesn't really know much more. All right. I just sit there stroking my chin and going, meat? Smoke? <laughs> uh, yeah, they... It's some sort of smoking, but also some sort of spit roasting technique. I'm not entirely sure how they do it. Um, but I know that the the meat is just juicy and succulent when it when it's finished. It has this uh, crisp outer shell, not unlike a tree. <laughs> like a bark, you say? How, how appetizing! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you guys needn't worry. Uh, Roland and Kathy, if they did truly set out to get them back, I'm sure they'll have them back to you soon. Um, I, uh, turn to you and I say, Kathy isn't a real name. And then I turn away. I agree. <laughs> um, it's, well, obviously we have to do something here, right? I mean, I'm, te I'm telling you, my guards would have already taken care of it. If they heard about it when they came into town, there's a very good chance they'll have it back to you by the end of the daylight tonight. Where do you think they are right now? Out there looking for it? <laughs> Well, they've done what they've normally done. They probably got a good drunk on before they went out. Ah, uh, okay. They should be waking up soon, I would think, and we'll probably find it by the end of the daylight. Um, Out, out of character, I forget. Did you already try to go in the room? I did, yeah. There's there's uh, nothing there. That's right. No, okay. Nothing, nothing really. Uh, hmm. <sighs> uh, shoot. Okay. Also, still out of character. What what do we want to do, guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, we have to find those pits. Uh, we, we are here for a festival, my fr right. my 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 friends, whose names I do not even know. What is, what are your names? <laughs> I <laughs> I'm Sereal. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> no, 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 no. What is your real name? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. That's, that's it. It's it's Sereal. Like. Say real. I see. <laughs> My name is Hazir, mm. and I, 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 I travel to entertain and to do other things. <laughs> <laughs> Entertaining and doing other things. Uh, yes. it's, it's hard to play a character with a silver tongue when I, I'm fucking stumbling over my own. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 I uh, gesture over at uh, Magus and I say, uh, "This this little guy's Magus." Nice to meet you, Hazir. And you as well, my friend. Uh, it's it's uh, it's it's heartening to see one so young embarking on travels of his own. Uh, well, I, I guess I'm sort of not going by choice, but it's it's all right. It's fine. Do you travel alone? 
Uh, no. Uh, Roland and Kathy are probably out searching for those pits right now. They're my, uh, they're my guards. Perhaps well, we should join them. The celebration must commence. Oh, for... I'm sure they've celebrated enough for all of us. Roland and Kathy? Kathy. Which is not a real name. <laughs> I, I agree. Perhaps we should start by searching for them. They might, they may be further along the trail than we are. Uh, I'm sure I, they are. I think it's a good idea. Honestly, I don't have anything better to do. I just rolled into town. I just basically need to check my bags, and then I'm down to go earn thirty gold pieces. Uh, uh, I suppose I should go looking for them. Um, yeah, come course, on, guys. Of course. Let us let. Let us go. Uh, uh, Barkeep, have you have you seen these two gentlemen? Uh, uh, what were their names again? <laughs> uh, Roland and Kathy. He, he Roland, and Ka- which is not a real name. I know. <laughs> he he saw them there. You said uh, where did you say they had gone to? Uh, they went off to the woods. Uh, they said that there was said that the items were stolen and drugged to the woods by these whatever uh, manner of creature took them. And uh, so they went off. There is an entrance uh, to the trails in the woods nearby. If you, uh, in fact, have said slightly uh, out of town on the southwest road for maybe about five minutes, uh, there's an uh, there's a trail entrance that leads into the woods. Uh, there's also one up near the Tanner and the Butcher's uh places up near the uh, a little further up on the hill by the guard tower and there's another uh, trail entrance near the witch's uh, hut over by the brisket lake and <laughs> brisket lake holy shit uh, <laughs> and uh, and my good man how how big are these cooking pits uh, they are rather sizable it is uh, I know that at one point um Sarek at the smokehouse was able to cook a uh, full cattle rib on them. If they were drugged into the woods, they must have left a noticeable trail on the ground. We should look for that. That is a really good idea. Um, why, why, thank you, my lady. If, uh, if you two don't mind, I have to, uh, I have to go grab my, my axe. Is that okay? Yes, oh, I, my bow means. and your axe. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, Magus is going to begrudgingly make his way up to his room. He sort of uh, like uh, wipes his mouth, uh, folds his napkin neatly on the plate, and then pushes it towards the barkeep. Uh, he tosses two gold pieces to the, uh, to the uh, front of the bar as a tip. Is the barkeeper looking? Uh, the barkeeper is looking, and his eyes go wide because uh, <laughs> up on the uh, chalkboard uh, behind it, you know, it says breakfast uh, one silver. As <laughs> <laughs> your eyes go wide as well. <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, two hundred, two thousand breakfasts. What is it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what I'm could a single was... banana cost, Michael? Ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> something like that uh, Magus uh, goes upstairs and he sort of changes out of his fine clothes and he uh, 
goes into his trunk and he pulls out uh, something that's a little bit more kind of rugged. It's sort of a traveler's cloak, but it's still nicer looking than any traveler's cloak has uh, any right being. Um, he puts on his belt uh, and he uh, tosses his great axe uh, over his shoulder. Um, he also has a, a small javelin. He straps that to uh, his left side and cool, uh, cool. wraps his cloak around it. And cool, he makes cool. his way back downstairs. Hmm. Awesome. Uh, anything interesting that you guys want to do while Magus is running upstairs to change real quick or anything, Hazir and Sariel? Yeah, actually, I kind of want to look around and see if there's a uh, sort of like a uh, like a mission board or anything like up any uh, contracts or other work while we're sitting here. Uh, right now, the only things that are up there are like different, like we need volunteers for this aspect of the festival, either to like run, uh, you know, carnival games for younger people or, you know, to be be a be a judge for the cook-off or um you know assist with uh lifeguarding at the lake okay or perhaps an illusionist (laughs) (laughs) uh is is there anyone else uh that uh i mean like i don't know i guess we already you already kind of described the room there was no one that really stood out the first time so probably won't this time we gotta get this festival kicked off, yo. That's mm-hmm. right. The uh, first ever brisket fest. Yes, <laughs> this entirely new method of cooking meat. It's it's like a rib burn off, <laughs> but in a fantasy world. It's, it's like like Todd Rundgren is playing. <laughs> anyway, hey y'all, I'm Lord Malcolm Reed. <laughs> Let's get to brisket. <laughs> Somehow there's a John Cougar Mellencamp in this universe, but he's also a tabaxi. <laughs> John literal Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> just, a, just a cougar on his hind legs. Uh, <laughs> he's tabaxi. That's, that's funny. Um, okay. Well, uh, yeah. I mean,. I think this serves us well to uh, make sure that this festival goes down as uh, as it seems important to at least two of us. Maybe all it of is us? what we it is what we came for. Yeah, so I am uh, I'm happy to start off and uh, see what we can find out as much as you are. Uh, Magus has uh, made his way back down at this point, and he's looking. Uh... Now that he's got the cloak off, you, you can kind of see a little bit more of the uh, the muscular build that he's got. Mm. Um, and he's looking a little bit more normal now, but still pretty damn good. Yeah, you have, <laughs> uh, you have a little bit of egg in your beard and I flick it out. <laughs> uh, I don't have a beard. I have whiskers. <laughs> this oh, is like barely, it's barely a beard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I just like haphazardly wave my fingers all over your lips getting egg out of your whiskers oh uh thank you uh no problem fun, lad you came prepared didn't you oh this this is uh i i usually have this on me very it's well a, it's a very it's a regular great axe but it's this big ornate golden kind of gigantic uh painful looking thing <laughs> does it do 
is it is it there for show or does it do damage, lad? Oh, it definitely does damage. You ever, uh, you ever chuck that thing at someone? Um, not with the intent to kill. That's a great qualifier. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there I know a... how to use it if that's what you mean. Yeah, I guess that's what I mean. I mean, we yeah. don't know what we're walking into out here. Don't worry. I, I can use it. All right. Hey everybody, this is just your Dungeon Master Cliff B checking in on you during this mid-roll, seeing how you're doing, how you're holding up, and hoping that you enjoy the show. Uh, we put a lot of work into this, and uh, we really hope you enjoy it. So, still no ads per se, but I just want to talk to you about one of Project Derailed's uh, podcasts, uh, Tales of the Voidfair. It's a Spelljammer-inspired 5th edition real-play podcast, uh, kind of a almost cousin podcast to ours, considering that they're in space and we're down on the ground. Um, but it has the dungeon mastering talents of one Nick Yurisiva. Uh He's a great dungeon master. He's put together a wonderful world along with their producer, Tom. And you have the lovely cast of Fiona L.F. Kelly playing Ravnus, the Git Yankee fighter. Uh, you've got uh, Tanner playing the wonderfully smart and clever uh, Marco Astorio, the human wizard. And you have Saker. He plays Luck B. Combolt, the Doar uh, rogue slash fighter. And it's such a wonderful cast. It's a great uh, podcast in of itself. Uh, they recently had the band Highland Rose out of Youngstown, Ohio, provide a kick-ass rock theme for them. And Honestly, I just want to go and listen to that rock theme repeatedly. It's really fucking cool. But I'm just going to play a trailer of Voidfarer for you today. Uh, no other ads, nothing else like that. Uh, but after that, I hope you stick around and listen to the rest of the episode. We're really glad that you stopped by, and we hope that you stick around. Uh, thanks, y'all. Have a great one. Introducing Tales of the Voidfarer. Join the spacefaring adventures of a group of misfits in this D&D 5th edition podcast inspired by the 2nd edition setting, Spelljammer. My name's Marco Astorio. My character is a Gith Yankee. My character is a Doar. Adorable little penguin people. You're Ravnus, right? Yes. I, 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 and you are? I, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Luckby Cumbo. My name is Captain Valeria Rain, and welcome aboard the Voidfarer. Luckbeak, Ravnus, come on! <laughs> There's so much to see over here! Catch new episodes of Tales of the Voidfarer every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast fix. <laughs> that's funny. Wait, did you just hmm? say that's funny and not laugh, Ravnus? We really have to work on your social skills. <laughs> well, uh, you do know right now that uh, the, uh, the person across the street at the stables has seen things, seen something... Uh, whether it's trustworthy info or not, uh, you've been told it's kind of dubious whether it might be. Uh, do you want to go try and talk to anybody in the town before you go, or are you looking to just head off into the woods? Like, we should talk to that stable man, yes? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And I also kind of want to, like, while we're there, investigate the ground, you know, for any kind of markings that might suggest, like, a, a trail. A capital idea. Capital. 
Capital. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk let's to, talk the, to uh, the the burnout master. <laughs> talk to Stable Master Cheech here. <laughs> well, you're not far off in his name. Uh, you go over uh, across the street to the stables, and you see a. Uh, Really thin dwarf, thin not dwarf, a thin elf. Uh, he is like even for an elf, he's kind of you know just like a little bit thin, not like emaciated or anything like that. Just on the uh, smaller build, uh, you see he has on effectively like cotton shorts on as he's uh, going over and he's petting um, petting some of the horses, brushing them, and you see his golden blonde hair is kind of like clumped together and from uh, lack of really washing it it's not like it's just like really uh, kind of oily almost like stringy gross uh, like just uh. not knots in his hair just from not taking care of it uh he turns around he's like oh hello friends oh how may i help you <laughs> Hey, well, friend, we, we we understand you've you've uh, you may have some knowledge of who has taken the the cooking pits for the brisket festival. Oh yeah, so I stay at a little uh, little druid circle that I made out in the woods, and one night I was heading back over, and I swear it was the weirdest thing. I saw it looked like a cow, but it was walking like, like a, like a dude. It, was, <laughs> it had these like dude arms and dude legs, but like the body was a cow. The other was just like flopping around and it was just like dragging the pits from over by the, uh, over by the different meat smith guys houses uh, i don't really eat too much meat i, I love animals man but i saw i saw i saw all the uh i saw this cow like dragging it and i'm like whoa what are you doing cow and it was really far so it didn't hear me but it just drug the pit off into the woods and i followed it a little bit but then i got tired so i went to my druid circle Okay, so to be clear, you saw a cow with human arms and legs dragging this thing off into the woods. Is that uh, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, it just was like, it was like dragging this thing. And yeah, it was, and, and, and like, it, it was so weird. I, like I said, I went in and I was like, well, what are you doing, buddy? And it... But it, it it didn't hear me. I don't know if it knows common or not. But uh, can I? I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, lean into his ear and just kind of whisper like, "I don't think we're going to get anywhere here." <laughs> okay. Uh, whose ear? As as uh, uh, oh no, his <laughs> ear. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't whisper into the guy. You don't whisper that to him. No, I, I was bringing it to uh, to Ven's character. To his okay, ear. sorry, I'm gonna get used to your names. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Um, I, I'm going to uh, uh, I'm going to ask this. Like, uh, you wouldn't happen to have seen uh, 
uh, a half orc and a, a, a tabaxi uh, come through here earlier, did you? Um, I was trying to trance last night, and I heard some some loud dudes, and like one of them kind of had like a tabaxi purr to its voice. But they were they sound- drunk? Did they-, they sound drunk? Uh, I don't know if they were drunk, but they were loud. Yeah, that sounds like them. You happen to know what uh, direction that noise went off into? Um, well, like, I kind of, like, it was it was definitely a little bit north of my druid camp. I kind of, like, fly over. If you just, like, like I, I, I wild shape and I fly and I turn into, like, a little crow. Okay. And, <laughs> and, like, my druid circle... Like if you look right across the road from the corner of the stables here, that's the entrance to uh, to the woods there. Okay. And but if you if you just keep going, like if you fly over all the trees and stuff, my my <laughs> circle is like just right west of here, man. So I just fly over. <laughs> I heard him a little north, and uh, when 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 I heard him, they were yelling. Okay. But they were yelling something weird, but I, then they then they stopped. I figured if they were drunk, they might have passed out, but I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, thank you. Magus looks somewhere between, like, uh, confused, <laughs> uh, scared, and uh, grossed out. Um, but he kind of, uh, like... Can I ask him for a little weed? <laughs> Oh, I'm just gonna ask yeah. him if he has any uh, if he has any uh, pipe weed <laughs> that he's be willing to share. Uh, yeah, I've got some uh, druid focus. Uh, how much you looking for? Uh, just a, uh, just a pinch. Seems like it's uh, treating you okay. Uh, yeah, man. Just uh, le- let me. It'll be like a silver. Done. <laughs> uh, uh, Magus kind of leans forward a little bit, and he's like. Um, actually, uh, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe make that, uh, however much you can give me for a gold. And he holds out a gold coin. Ooh. All right. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, let me, let me go, let me go bag that up for you, bud. <laughs> Guess it doesn't Thanks. matter if this festival happens or if we're even here for it. <laughs> I got five on it. <laughs> we just... Our first action as a party is a fucking drug deal. <laughs> what do you That's mean? As a party? I'm not buying any fucking weed, man. No, I... You're you're standing there. I'm 15, so <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm watching a minor buy drugs. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> he comes back and he's like... got like like for the for for your cereal. It's just like a. Uh, just like a really small little bag, just enough for maybe like uh, one or two little uh, smoke sashes. Uh, okay. This is like this is like a bag that somebody would use to like carry like a hefty amount of gold in, okay. and it's and it's pretty pretty well full to the top. Okay, thank uh, you. And I go ping, and I give him a silver. <laughs> oh. Wonderful, cool guys. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Mag gonna kind of tuck that in his cloak. Yeah, thanks yeah. for the drugs. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you guys ever uh, 
if you guys ever need anything, just you know, let me know. Well, I should have I should have asked you uh, how much uh, money or gold we're actually starting with. I don't know the answer to that. I think it's usually tied around your backgrounds. Um, I think I chose a comfortable lifestyle, which would be two gold. I think. Yeah, and I mean it's it's not like you know everything is going to be like super expensive to buy for the most part. Like, I mean, like for most like uh in stays and everything it's anywhere between like two and four silver to just like get a regular room um mm -hmm. right um magus magus you know uh that you know they've got your uh your cart stored here as well so uh, yeah. should anything happen you know you guys will have like access to well magus will have a little access to a little more gold but Oh yeah, um, he he's already carrying a pretty serious, a pretty serious amount of money on him. Just <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> he's packing for a for a little kid. <laughs> Financially speaking, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> why would we, why would we even have to specify? <laughs> Yeah, d things that didn't come out the way I wanted them to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've gone and talked. You didn't even ask your uh, new dealer his name. No, we didn't. No, we did not. I guess we didn't care about him as a person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That feels bad. Probably not too late. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey buddy, what's your name anyway? Oh. Oh yeah, my my name's Ganjan Herbalar. <laughs> what are y'all's uh, yeah. names? Of the of the Doobie Doobie Hills. <laughs> now we now we know who to blame for everything that's gonna happen later. <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, if uh, Roland and Kathy went out that way, I'd say it's probably a good bet that that's what they were looking for, and we should probably start there. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so heading over to the woods now. Um, following the path that uh, Ganjin pointed out to you, uh, you're walking around along probably about uh, 10 or 15 minutes along uh, this path. It's just one long one. Uh, it seems like it's you know a normal hiking trail through the woods, and eventually you come to a. Uh, intersection in that trail that is able to go uh, left or right uh, left head, would head you uh, south kind of in the direction of where uh, Ganjin said his druid circle was at um, right head takes you uh, further up north hmm um, I'm going to look on the ground and see if there's any trace of the uh uh cooking pits yeah to be found Any drag marks or something like that yeah definitely go ahead and give me a uh survival check uh for tracking stuff um okay do it oh that is a nine whoops right. <laughs> uh, you don't find any drag marks but what you do find are uh rather large 
boot prints that are walking alongside uh, what look like a uh, padded print, like a uh, more almost like a uh, almost like a cat paw, and you see that those actually go off to uh, the left. You guys think John Cougar Mellencamp was here? <laughs> uh, well, Maggot. That certainly looks like Kathew. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, Magus, you, uh, one of your companions was a tabaxi, was he not? He was. Oh, Kathew. <laughs> <laughs> it is a real name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Serial, you, uh, you okay there? Yeah, no, I just, I just figured something out. I'm fine. Okay. I uh, Sariel doesn't want to admit how uh, stupid that she feels, so she just keeps it to herself. <laughs> well, we should go looking for them. Like I said, I'm sure if uh, if there's something to be done for some coin, they've probably already handled it. But it's worth yeah. tracking them down anyway. Well, we must. They're your companions. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> you don't seem to like these guys. No, they're fine. It's uh they're fine. <laughs> yeah. That's a really telling they're fine. No, they're 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 nice they're nice guys. They're just uh just, just really... let's just go find them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, so you're uh going along the path heading south. Um uh, and then it comes, there's a uh, little branch that goes off to the west. Uh, there's a path that continues going south. But what you can see from there is it looks like um, the tracks space out a little bit more as if they had started running uh, in the going west. Huh. This doesn't look good. Uh, yeah, I mean... Wait, so do we all see this? I mean, we all, I guess we're all tracking it, right? Yeah. So, uh, whatever happened here was not good, and I have a feeling that they, they fled off this way, which probably means that's the right way to go. Can I uh, roll an investigation check to see if there's any other kind of tracks around besides just the their, their prints? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah that's an eight. Uh, you do not see any other tracks around here, no. Okay. That's weird. I don't, uh, I don't see anything else here. It looks like they just took off at a dead sprint. Huh. Well, and roll with me here. If there was a human-armed, human-legged cow person, I would probably book away from it, too. Yeah, but wouldn't a human-armed, human-legged cow person also leave human-legged leg tracks? Well, there would be handprints and footprints that would be left behind by the human-legged, human-armed cow person. But I don't see them, do you? I, I don't know. I mean, we saw footprints. I don't know if I see handprints. Do I see handprints? Can I investigate? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can investigate. Okay. Um, I... Uh... Oh, damn. That's a six. What's with all these rolls, man? Off to a great start. I know. It like <laughs> it like rolled from 18 over to five. I'm using a digital <laughs> dice roller here. 
Uh, no, you don't see any handprints on the ground either. <sighs> well, I don't see any handprints on the ground here. <sighs> I guess we're going to have to keep going. It seems to me like maybe the human-armed, hum- human-legged cow person hypothesis is, uh, is dead in the water. Yeah, they probably just got drunk and felt like running through the woods. It's It's fine. I've seen this before. Is that just kind of what they do? You want to talk about it, Sport? (laughs) Please don't call me Sport. Okay, I'm sorry. Sometimes I forget myself. That's okay. Somehow a cup (laughs) glass of wine is in your hand. (laughs) (laughs) Just swirling it around going, "Mm." Still holding it (laughs) from this morning. (laughs) Never not holding wine. Uh, does uh, does Ariel have uh, any weapon on her, like strapped to her back, or like a scabbard? Ariel uh, uh, is loaded up, dude. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is she? What is she carrying? <laughs> Can I tell? Well, why don't you ask? What, Ariel? Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you uh, What are you armed with there? Uh, not too much. Just uh, you know, like a bow and some arrows and a uh, a couple of daggers and. Uh, and uh, 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 a rapier, and um, oh, and my little poison. I got my little poison. Oh, that should be fine. Yeah, I don't know why I'm telling you this. This is definitely <laughs> something I would keep secret. <laughs> um, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I suppose. Uh, I suppose you know how to use all those yourself. Oh yeah, I got a crowbar too. You want to see it? And I reveal the crowbar. <laughs> That's- Lovely. Um, I put it away. Just so you know how to use them. I, I don't think anything's too rough out here, but let, we should be safe. How about you, Hazir? You know what you're doing out here? Oh, of course. Of course. This is hardly the this is hardly the most hostile environment I've been in. Hold on a minute. You wouldn't happen to think there's some really dangerous thing out here that you're not telling us about, would you? No, would- I... I don't think so. I just prefer to be safe, and I also happen to know that my guards tend to chase after dangerous things. Mm, that checks out. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we best keep our uh, our wits about us out here and uh, keep an eye out for anything dangerous. Yes, so best save that grass till later, eh? Please <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> Anyway. So, uh, just so that I know, uh, what are y'all's uh, pa- passive perceptions? Mm-hmm. Uh, 11. Perception? Mine is 12. Uh, 10. You guys are such a perceptive bunch. <laughs> Aw. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're all right. Just a ragtag bunch, <laughs> yeah. rag bunch of heroes that don't really know or maybe even like each other yet. all right um so are you going to follow the uh sprint trail or are you going to keep going south Uh, i think we should look i i don't know what you two are are going to do but uh i really have to find my guards so we can i think that's probably the best course of action yeah I, i mean i can tell you if you want that that coin they were probably out after that mission and probably worth a worth the uh, effort to go search for them hmm yeah i think that's true 
These guys better not uh, jack all the gold that I'm out here for. That's all I'm saying. The 30 gold? Yeah. All that sweet, sweet gold. Yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't work. Be danger cereal. Uh, it's say real, please. Yeah, that's what it said. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're really could, this, they could, they, you really they could this be insane for 30 gold? Uh, 30 gold is, uh, not nothing. Well, okay. I'm guessing to you, 30 gold is nothing. Um, it's not a lot. We should keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's follow the trail off to follow the, 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 where they ran away. So, <laughs> yes. the, the trail, uh, curves a little, uh, northwest as you're walking along it and you get to another intersection with a uh, part that goes north and uh, on the ground you see a uh, a large half orc laying on top of a tabaxi um, mag you instantly recognize oh boy Kathew and Roland uh, 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 Mag kind of uh, scatters down by the bodies and tries to shake them. Can I wake them up? They are cold. Oh boy. Uh, Mag stands up and puts his hands over his head uh, and just sort of like pants heavily. They're dead. They're both dead. Are you certain? I'm pretty certain. I go and lift an arm and then drop it. Uh, yep, I think they're uh, dead. Uh, Mag draws his great axe. Oh yeah, I feel like all I right shouldn't. now. Now is like... not the time to panic. Uh, no, you don't understand. Uh, these these two are supposed to take me across the continent. I'm going to. Uh, can I? Can I uh, have a look over their bodies to see if I can determine what killed them? Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me an investigate check. Or at least cause of death. Uh, investigate? Investigation. <sighs> <laughs> That's a four? What? Uh, I mean, you, you turn them over and check them out, and you can see that, like... There's, like, definitely, like, big wounds in them. Like, something got in them. You can't... But I... You can't yeah, really tell, I, like, whether it was, like... Whether it was, like, a sword or, like... Right. Not a dagger or anything like that. But you can definitely see, like... Clearly it was loss of blood that, uh... Was the ultimate cause of death. Just a whole lot of blood. <sighs> I knew this was a bad idea. I knew we shouldn't have gone. Mm, I don't know. I mean, you, you got us, right? You're not all by yourself. I wouldn't worry too much about it yet. I barely know you. Yeah, we're going to be friendly, though. I got a feeling about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost we're as only... if we're, <laughs> we're already bound to each other somehow. <laughs> I've only made it a few days out of high Oh. I don't know. We're going to. I don't know. I'm going to get back to my grandma. 
We're going to figure this out, lad. Don't you worry. Uh, <sighs> uh okay, so um, we need to be finding those pits. Right. I uh from where we are, can we see it? how far down each path can we see? Like uh like do we have an indicator uh, of what's either way? Continuing on the path you were on, you do see uh probably about um couple hundred yards away it does turn and uh, head north uh, this intersection you're at right now uh, it also uh, leads north and it goes for a while like you can see it kind of like crest up a hill and then um, you know the rolling hill just kind of like blocks out the rest of the distance of it but you can see you know it looks like it goes on for a little while uh, is there any trace of the uh, cooking pits? Uh, go ahead and give me uh, perception checks on that. Perception. All of us? Yeah. Alright. That's an 8 for me. <laughs> That's a 5! That is an unnatural 20. Oh my god. At least one of us. Jesus. <laughs> uh, you don't see any uh, drag marks from the pits, but as you're starting to like calm down, you do notice that, like, you, you knew that Kathew, he really mainly just used, like, claws whenever it was, like, any kind of, like, fighting that went on. But mm. uh, you know that um, Roland, he usually used a, a big club, and it's gone. And you actually do, uh, off in the grass... Uh, notice heading north some uh, bloody footprints. They they wear away after a little while, but you can see them heading north. On guys, this, uh, intersection path. Guys, over here, do you see this? I, I, I do now. Yeah, point over towards the bloody footprints. Hmm. They, they're on... Roland doesn't have his club, which means something took it. Oh, man, good eye, lad. This is uh, this is really concerning because if there is out there somewhere a cow with human legs and human arms, one of those arms is holding a big club. <laughs> and I don't like that one bit. <laughs> well, I don't know if we should keep going. Listen, okay, hold on. I I kneel down, I kneel down, and uh, I put my hand on his shoulder and I say, "Listen, I'm sure that they were." An incredible person and cat, and I think we owe it to them to to figure out what happened and, and make it up and avenge them. I think it's what we have to do. Okay, so you got to be you got to be brave. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Don't cry about it. I can I'm tell you. Gonna, want, I'm you, not going to cry about it. I know. I can tell you. Look like you were going to cry a little bit, but now it's not the time. I kind of like brush brush Serial's hand off of my shoulder. <laughs> I swirl my wine. I then apologize. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry about it. God, I, 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 that came out wrong. I'm just saying, you know, you gotta be tough, little guy. Let's just keep going. Lad, okay. think of the, think of the women and riches you'll get if you solve this mystery. Yeah, that. I have no shortage of riches. Have you shortage of women? <sighs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. We'll we'll keep going and and hope for the women later. <laughs> let's, just, let's just keep going. Okay. Kind of like shrugs, haunches his uh, his cowl, 
his traveler's cloak over his shoulders and presses on, but he's he's got his great axe ready. Okay. All right. So uh, as you're traveling, uh, following the bloody footprints, uh, you do see that there's another intersection, uh, but the bloody footprints keep going north. Uh, you could uh, there there are options for west, east, and continue north, or go back south. Though. Hmm. Um, should continue onwards. I think we yeah. should keep going. Yes, we're in agreement. For for what's his name and what's his face? Yeah, Roland and Cathew, which yes, I that. now know is a name. And also <laughs> for the women in glory, <laughs> and money, and money, and possibly money, but also and women. <laughs> All right. Well, Forward north. Uh, you see that the footprints are starting to dry off as you. Uh, Re- wear, wear down as you reach a uh, another intersection that leads off to the west but they there's a little bit of trail left uh, heading north are there any other indications any other signs where they might have gone not really just the, the the footprints leading and these are not like boot prints but actual like bare feet oh no the cow, are the, the, the man cow, the man legged, man armed cow people <laughs> are also bears. <laughs> We're also bears. <laughs> bears as liberals. <laughs> it continues north, uh, starts curving to the east, and as you're coming upon another uh, intersection with a trail heading north. Uh, you all start to hear uh, rustling in the uh, in Jimmy's. the uh, like in the woods and the overgrowth uh, nearby. Um, and I took your passives. I uh, rolled on this, and you see, you all you all see. You don't miss it. Um, two creatures they are standing upright they have the head and bodies of cows oh, God. <laughs> legs, I the was right legs like humans arms like humans and in one hand they carry long blades with serration and in their other hand, they carry what looks like a javelin, but at the end of it, instead of just one point, there are two longer metal points on it. Wait a minute. Hold on. So the cows on people legs are on their hind legs, standing like people, mm-hmm. and they're holding weapons in their hands. Yeah. Uh, have uh, Have you seen Kung Pao? Uh, yeah, really long time ago, but yep. The, uh, basically, it's, uh, <laughs> like, it's like in, in Kung Pao, where the, uh, the cows are, sta- the cows standing up and doing martial arts moves. These are oh, no. sta- cows that stand upright, uh, with humanoid arms and legs, and oh, they are, God. they are carrying weapons. They, they are not wearing any kind of armor that you're able to see on them. But uh, they are they are uh, 
armed in their arms. <laughs> um, I uh, look at the rest of the party and I say, guys, I whisper, whatever you do, don't say anything about smoked meat. <laughs> I, I kind of just uh, shoot cereal uh, sideways like, are you serious, Glance? And uh, I, uh, I, I rise up to, uh, to meet these cattle. So you're just running up to them, or are you like... I'm just rising. I want them to know that I'm here. I'm inching into the woods where they might not see me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hashir, uh, what are you doing? Uh, I, I guess I'm looking with the same awe. I've never seen a, a creatures like this before. Uh, are uh, you like trying to stealth along with Sariel, or are you... Uh... Oh, yeah, I'm stealthing. All right. Um, I am not. Magus is not happy. Uh, Sariel and uh, Hajir, go ahead and give me stealth checks uh, with, yeah, ad okay. with advantage because uh, you do have your uh, young dwarven friend making sure that they are drawing the attention of these bovatars. That is a 21. Ooh. Uh, I got a 22. Let me roll again. No, I'm not going to beat that. 22. Uh, yeah, from what you guys can tell, uh, they definitely look over and you see, uh, they they see Magus standing there, and you see them ready their weapons and go. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think uh, we'd be battling cows. I really uh, did. Magus uh, kind of uh, brandishes his axe up and uh, walks, starts walking slowly over towards the cattle. Everybody. Go ahead and give me some initiative rolls. Oh yeah. boy, here we go. That's an 11 uh, for me. That is a 15 for me. And for me, it is uh, a 10. Yeah, right. We're going to battle cows. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> But not really cows. Human armed, human legged, human legged cow people with bare feet. With bare feet. <laughs> you say they're cows and bears? Wow. <laughs> wow, I am high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure I'm remembering it right. <laughs> it's, I liked him. I liked uh, watching him uh, sell a child. A bag of drugs. You guys never listen to a lot of fish? <laughs> it's, it's like I didn't used to get into it, but now I totally do. So oh boy. Uh, the the first cow, uh, he starts uh, charging towards you, and he's going to try and uh, ram into you, Chris. Okay. Does an 11 hit you? It does not. All right. Uh, you see he's he runs at you, tries to you know ram you over. You step out of the way to avoid his uh, charge and you know he kind of like does one of those little like turns and he like snorts through his uh, cow nose at you and it is your turn uh, so uh, how far away is the, the other cow there's a cow that just charged and missed me and then there's a cow that's still presumably in the direction I was walking how, how distant how far spaced apart are they from where I am uh, the one that just charged you is like within five feet of you. Uh, the gotcha. other, the other one is about uh, twenty feet away at this point. So I'm gonna turn and make a huge swing with my great axe right for the one that just charged at me's head. 
Mm -hmm. I'm going to just kind of like do a turn and swing. And that is a... Woo! That is a 21 to hit. <laughs> um, Cleave that beef, dude. And that is a 12 damage. Ooh, he did not like that. You sink right <laughs> into that into that thick, meaty boy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he is... You can see, like, you basically you basically lop off the uh, arm that was holding the uh, double-pointed javelin that you see Ooh. now looks very much like a uh, cooking fork. <laughs> <laughs> but he, do he does still brandish the uh, serrated uh, uh, blade. Okay. What, kind of, what kind of barbecue nightmare is this? <laughs> Guy Fieri's fever dream. <laughs> Seriously, this seems like something you would like have a nightmare about after like a really big Fourth of July party. <laughs> uh, he is, yeah, he is uh, knocking at the door of the slaughterhouse. He's just waiting to be let in. Uh, awesome. And uh, Dave, uh, you are up now. Okay. Um. I wanted to sort of remain hidden because I wanted a surprise strike on. Um... Yeah, you, you're you're still hidden. They have no idea you're there. From what you can tell, they are definitely focused on little mag. Okay, so I think if I hit, I get an extra d6, right? Yeah, for sneak attack. Okay, so let me see if I can roll that. I want to shoot for the other one, the one that hasn't been wounded yet. Yeah, just go ahead and uh, give me another. Uh stealth check just to move over in that direction get over there and in position sure uh that's a 17 and he got a seven all right <laughs> stupid cow <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna roll to uh hit it with a short bow all right cool go ahead and roll that attack come on buddy that's a 15 uh, that hits yes okay mm. So, 1d6 piercing damage is 3, and then I guess the other d6 for the extra damage, right? Yep. Which would be an additional 5. Alright, so 8 all together. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, uh, take that. You can see that goes into the udder uh, through one of the nipples. Oh and, my god! Right the nipple, huh? Yelps and just like rears back, which is strange because he's already on his hind legs. And they're just uh, right in the nipple. I feel bad now. And he did. He did not like that. He lets out this. <laughs> Wait a minute. These are cows, but they're also boys. <laughs> and bears and part person. Oh my. <laughs> This is curiouser and curiouser. And when I say when I say when I say boys, it's B O I S. Oh yeah. right, yeah. right, meaty boys, right, gender neutral boy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my mistake. All right. Uh, anything else you're looking to do on that one, Dave? Nah, uh, I don't think so. I think it basically spends my turn, right? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to move at all. So, I'm good. All right. Uh, Hajir, uh, you are up now. All right. Uh, which one looks the rougher? Uh, definitely the one that uh, Magus lopped an arm off of. He is, <laughs> neither Makes are looking sense. great, but he is definitely the... That, that cow person is definitely the worst. 
<laughs> he he totally is the worst. I'm gonna <laughs> uh, to just Amy. <laughs> just Amy. Just um, Amy though. Well, uh, fuck it. Let's fire a motherfucking magic missile at him. Yeah. Actually, let's do uh, because I get three of those, right? Hold on. Do you got fire? You should you should barbecue him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, each dart hits a creature of your choice that you can see within range. Three darts. Uh, so I will I will fire two at the one without an arm and one at the other one. Uh, Damn. go 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 ahead and roll your damage one at a time because there is a very good chance that one of them could kill it outright. Okay. <laughs> so that may end up changing your uh, targeting. One d four plus one uh, results in a five, a four, and a four. All right, that first one shoots over, and it goes right through the head of that first one. Ooh! And then... Uh, through, you say. Through. <laughs> and then uh, the other two that you fire off both go for the uh, other one that had not had a turn to act yet. And uh, you now have... Lying on the forest floor, <laughs> ground beef. Yay! Ground beef. Stupid cows. Fuck you. Oh, thanks, magic missile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to need a drawing of these cow creatures, Ben. I will pay you whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'll fucking try, dude. <laughs> Just like... I want to... I picture him with like googly eyes looking in different directions with just like giant wielded like knife and fork. <laughs> I turn to uh Hajir and I, I say I, I try like to do a little quip. I'm like, hey, better take these guys off the grill because I think they're you know ready to ready to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I, 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 I... on the shoulder and I say, Yes, they sure are, bud. <laughs> Magus doesn't know how to quip. That's <laughs> 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 so good. <laughs> well, uh, well, that takes care of that. Yeah, I, uh, God, I, <laughs> I am just looking them over and, uh, looking to see if they maybe, uh, or had anything else with them or carrying anything else with them. Can I just, like, basically investigate the bodies? All right, and we will take care of that investigation next time. Ah, <laughs> next time. That wraps up this episode of Taverns, Travel, and Tests. Be sure to join us next time when we continue searching for the metal meat pits and figure out what is going on with these cow people. You can check out the boys on the Three Dudes cast, and you can reach out to us about the show on Twitter at Triple T D and D. If you want to help support the show, tell your friends. Consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash thecomicsads. Leave us a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice and tweet about the show using hashtag triple T D&D. Also, check out all the other great podcasts on the Project Derail podcast network. Visit projectderail.com for more information and links to all of those awesome podcasts. We'll see you next time on Triple T. projectderailed.com